We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. another episode of the corner podcast we are coming at you from our home the las vegas fight shop inside the planet hollywood hotel and casino in las vegas once again you know what we do we talk boxing mma pro wrestling and hip-hop when stuff is popping off like it is today and we'll get to that in a second andreas is out of town he's covering sundance film festival i know it seems like he's everywhere so we have a guest host once again and I would love to introduce the amazing Helen Yee. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me here. Love it here so far, surrounded by fight gear. And we were just talking about everything trending in combat sports and, uh, and, and hip-hop, right? Yeah, uh, we're going to start off with that. So today, I, I'm pretty sure all our listeners have heard of it. You, if you haven't, you're under a rock today. Kanye West versus Wiz Khalifa, so much backstory there, so much history, the tweets were insane, so much trash talk. So before we get into it and what they said and everything that went down, I want to give a little tail of the tape, put our corner spin on it. So, in one corner, in the blue trunks, introducing Wiz Khalifa, 28 years old, 6 foot 4, I'm guessing he's 165 pounds, I might be exaggerating that. He looks like 115. Listen, he is a featherweight. What, what is he? Is a what is that? They don't even have that men's division. Yeah, he, he would be a strawweight. He's a strawweight, <laughs> a male strawweight. Uh, he's he's the champ, de facto champ in that weight class. And his trainer is Amber Rose. And in the other corner, in the red trunks, we have Yeezus himself, Kanye West, 38 years old. He's the old man. Uh, you know, he's 
still be champ, though. Cormier is 38. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather. Hey, it happens at 38. We're estimating 5'9", but it's Hollywood height. He might be like 5'4". Who knows? Yeah, that's true. 5'4", with uh, those shoes in soles, right? Right. 185 Tom pounds. Wears it. He has the metal jaw, has to weigh a little bit more. So I give him 185, and he is trained by Kim Kardashian in the famous Kardashian gym. Yes, and I know where he got the 185 from. His ego, right? Oh, you gotta count that. Yes. You gotta count that. That has to weigh on you. That's true. 185. So that is the tale of the tape. And today, Kanye lost his mind on Twitter. Yeah. So I'm looking at these tweets. Are these real, or did yes. someone make this up? No, that's him. Like that he it, wow. that was him. I love that he used the Kim cry face emoji. He really did. I'm glad he bought, that he the, bought the emojis. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's supporting family. Good job by Kanye. Wow, he really went off. He numbered a rant. That's when you know you're upset. It was like, first, he listed something. Second, he went all the way to 20th. That wow. is how upset he was. And some of those are just downright disrespectful. So, talked about with his kid. Oh, no, you do not bring <laughs> an innocent child into this. Oh, it's so dirty. He's so like, but what started it? What set him off? So, Wiz Khalifa uh, commented, because Kanye West changed his album title from Swish to Waves, and oh, Wiz Khalifa it. paid uh, homage to Bronx, or excuse me, a Harlem rapper uh, who started the Wave movement, and that rapper is now in jail, Max B. But Wiz Khalifa was just saying, hey, you know, if you want to use Waves... Give a shout out to Max B. He started it. That's and true. then he put KK in a different tweet. Kanye West thought this stood for Kim Kardashian. It did not. It's Very egotistical. Yes. He had to be talking about him, right? So it does not. Wiz Khalifa uses it all the time. Kanye was not trying to hear that. He went on this rant, and it seems like he's been saving this inside. Like when someone just touches your soul. That's true. It's just like, like the bucket man, yes. and then it pours over. It happens, though. I understand, like, your ex's new guy, you probably hold that resentment in for a while. Yeah. Now they, they have a Rob kid Rob Kardashian together. now is with, yeah, so it's a big mess. It's a whole weird love triangle octagon oh, situation oh going on. I, I don't know. Love garbage. Uh, Wiz's kid's stepdad is Kanye's brother-in-law i'm telling you it's the ultimate <laughs> six degrees of separation so somehow Literally. kanye dissed his nephew in this whole feud that is horrible yes. <laughs> so with, with all that being said kanye was hurt um I, and i give him a pass though you know it's one thing to know that your ex is doing really well it's another thing to see it every day you have to see the person Pretty much that she left you for, and then he goes and comes at you. So all of those emotions, all of those feelings, I don't care if Kanye's married now. I don't care if Kanye has two kids. All those feelings came out, and he was hurt. So he went after Wiz, and uh, some of the stuff was pretty funny. Wait, so you're saying Kanye was upset seeing Amber Rose do well now? I think so, yeah. Really? I think that's like at the core of it. Because oh. with 20 tweets, you just don't like that's it that if someone tweet them 20 times. Like, this Wait, is like deep-seated I, anger. I thought he loved, he left Amber for Kim. He he did leave Amber. But once again, we've all gone through breakups. You still, you know, oh, you want to yeah, go through breakups, you, leave somebody, and they'd be like, true. oh, look at this. They're with this guy now. So apparently Amber went back. And that is the 
tweet of the day. So, wow. Amber's tweet, and I quote, Aw, at Kanye West, are you mad I'm not around to play in your blank hole, blank hole anymore? <laughs> Fingers in the booty. B word. Yes. <laughs> and where, where did she get that emoji with the finger? With the finger emoji. That's what made it so great. The wow. finger emoji? Did, did she buy that from the Kim Kardashian app? She probably made that. She oh, needs she... to launch her own apps <laughs> now just so everyone can have the finger emoji. She started something. That's wow. incredible. One, that's a lot of information. That's I'm not judging too Kanye. Much information. Do whatever you want in the bedroom. That's a lot of information. That's uh, a lot. And people actually have kind of went off and uh, made different stories about that and, <laughs> and about what Kanye likes. Uh, I have no comment. <laughs> I, listen, I've listened to all his albums. I've listened to the my beautiful dark twisted fantasy album. Like I can imagine what the guy is into. Um, so this isn't out Are of the surprised? realm of no. possibilities to me. Like, okay, if you tell me Kanye likes that, so be it. I I can see him liking a lot freakier stuff than that. But for her to put it out there, it's just like, uh, but she did. I don't know, and the then kid. yeah, that's true. And he went off. I mean, he literally like blasted them, and like you said, twenty tweets. How many combinations? You know, if you're, for example, like hitting someone or something. You know, <laughs> if they're in a boxing match, like he just went off on her. Herb Dean would have stopped that. Oh yeah, it, it's like uh, <laughs> Wiz had two it, it's tweets. Like Kanye he had was, <laughs> Yes. It's almost like, you know, Travis Brown poking Matt Mitrione in the eye and, and not getting stopped. Someone's got to say something. Yes. Uh, I'm glad Amber came in because Wiz was kind of, you know, he took the high road. He's like, whatever. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> um, and I'm glad because Amber doesn't back down from anything. And what Kanye tried to accomplish in 20 tweets, she didn't want. That's true. She was just like, okay, hold on. Let me end this. <laughs> All right, I'm out. Let me go and back he, to doing whatever I got to do. He deleted his tweets. He did. Um, he also kind of apologized. He was like, oh, I thought KK stood for Kim Kardashian. Now I know what it really stands for. Wow. Positivity. I was like, all right, man. Like, it's too late now. You went on the rant. Like, we know how you really feel. Um, yes. It was a great album promo. Now we That's all know true. that album comes out February 12th. Yeah, and he was thankful for that. Yes, That yes. he got... Easy publicity, now and, and more than that. It can't end here, though. Like, there's so many. Yeah. What do you parts. think's next? If this is a chess game, what is next? Man, um. Will Wiz just come out and say something? I I don't see him as that type. Well, knowing hip hop now, there's never like a rap beef anymore. Like Drake was the last one to actually make a song about someone. So and I'm Meek not ex- Mill, right? Yeah, I'm not expecting music to come out of this. Sadly, um. Next, it has to be a war between the women. I, I want to see Kim. Kim yes. has to hop in. So you're just going to let Amber stick up for Wiz, and Kim's not going to say anything? Kim has to go out to Amber. Amber's going to get real down and dirty. And, uh, and, and bring in, I bet you, Black China. Black China has to come in. Black China's going to be like, I got your brother. Yes. Um, it's just, it's. It's a mess. This is a weird Tiger's going to come in. Oh, he Tiger's is. Tiger's going to be like... So is he still with Kylie? He probably is. She's like 12. Um, but he's in there. So Black Tiger's <laughs> going to hop in. And then Tiger's going to be like, so what? You got the brother, but I left you for the little, little sister. And then wow. uh, it's going to be... The younger, the better. I need to see every stage of this. So this is like 
not just a tag team if we're talking pro wrestling. This is would this be like a Royal Rumble type match? This has the the ability, has the potential to be DX versus NWO. Oh. It's, it's that grand. <laughs> like, we always wanted to see that in the yeah. 90s. That's what this could be. There's that many components. That, where you just I hear agree. the music. I just need Rob Kardashian to come out doing the Shane McMahon. Like, yes. skip <laughs> with the music. Just come down. We, Wait, we with the socks. An arena, everything. That, hey, this, let's bring that to Las Vegas. I, people would watch. If Dana yes. White called right now and asked Kim to fight Amber Rose at the main event of 196. Yes. It would be the highest selling UFC pay-per-view And they of can all bring time. it back on pay-per-view. All time. They would <laughs> sell out. You thought so, Rousey versus Holm was great. This is the, that would be the highest grossing women's title fight ever. Oh, yeah. For the Ratchet Belt. The <laughs> first Ratchet Division Championship <laughs> in the UFC. So, who would win, though? Amber's got the height advantage, the reach advantage. She got the power, I'm sure. Um, Kim, Kim, I would say, could take it to the ground, but Amber was a stripper. She has flexibility. Her dance is probably incredible. you got to have core strength oh, and thigh strength. I, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, all, all Kim's good at is, is it laying there? Yeah. Uh, she lay and pray like GSP? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's Maybe she she'll win by split decision. <laughs> Literally. Kim, yeah, Kim, Kim doesn't have the best of shots. I'd say... If they can get Chloe to go in, oh, Chloe like size wise has a little bit more. She, she uh, I don't know how her conditioning she looks is. She's feisty. She does. You know, she's juggling her own men's struggle right now. How's but her endurance? You know, because of the size. She's like Rumble. She's like Rumble right yes. now. It's Chloe yep. in the first where she's losing. Yep, that's true. <laughs> that's, she she better hope there's you know a, a knockout in the first. Amber's the total package though, like. I feel like Amber has the strength, the leg muscles. I can see her, like, you know, just busting out, like, a really good Kimura on the ground. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Too. She's, like, witty, crafty. I a like guillotine, that. I can see a submission yes. happen. Because, yeah, definitely submission. Because if she, you know, uh, gets on the ground with Kim, for example, like we just stated, Kim ain't going to get out of that. No. She She doesn't really move. She doesn't do anything. So... <laughs> It would be an easy submission. Quick tap. Quick yeah. tap. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, who would win, Kanye or Wiz? Oh, you know what? Wiz, uh, yes, he has a length, this, not this size. I see, like, McGregor-ish. Like, in, for Wiz? For Wiz. He's really? long, he's lanky. Yeah, but he's, he's lanky. He does yoga. Like, <laughs> he can do all those awkward, like, crawling things <laughs> on the ground. Like oh, McGregor, and then you just, you know. Or, right or back when, yeah, Anderson Silva, you know, kind of lanky Yes. But I see Kanye more of like, I mean, he's bigger. He's stronger. I mean, it looks like he has that power to just knock you out in one punch. Yeah, I mean. Within 10 seconds. I mean, yes, Conor McGregor was impressive with his 13 seconds with Jose Aldo. But let's not forget, I mean, Johnny Hendricks. His left hook. I can't count out Wiz only because I've seen what people who do a lot of drugs do in the octagon. One, the Diaz brothers. They can take a punch, they can fight. No one hurts the Diaz brothers. Wiz can be like that. Two, John Jones. He did a different type of drug, but there was some weed in his car. He was fueled by it. 
He's the best fighter in the world. I gotta yeah, give it to Yeah, pound his. for pound, number one. You know what? You do bring some good, uh, good points. And how I would see it is, it's like a John Jones against a Daniel Cormier. Oh, I'll High give you that. Insights, right? I'm That's true. You. And a little bit of blow mixed in. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about some real UFC stuff. Uh, yes. 196 could be gone. I mean, well, it's not well, gone, but it's now gone it's from barely PNG. safe thanks yeah, uh, to Big Rig and Stephen Thompson. But Wonder Boy. Now we'll it got see. demoted to. Fox Sports 1. Yes. Um, they didn't add anything to that card. No. Which is weird. I, I think you'd add at least one more fight, regardless but, of where it was. But tell me what's more weird. I mean, that card or Fabricio Wardoom. What is going on? Well, I mean, the he guy pulls, wasn't healthy. He pulls out after they announce his new opponent is Stipe Miocic, who just knocked out Andre Arlovsky. And within, what, just a month ago, yeah, right? Yeah, he probably had to watch film. And he was just like, oh, yeah, I'll take Miocic. He saw the film of that fight. I was like, oh, oh I, I broke my toe. <laughs> too, too hurt right now. Yeah. Uh, I think in his heart of hearts, he thought Kane was going to enter injured because Kane is always banged up. And I think he had the mental edge over Kane, so he didn't care if he was injured or not. I think he would, like, he knew, okay, I'm going to win this fight. And I can fight Kane. I beat him before. I got it. Easy. Steve Bay is coming in confident. It's coming in off of a win, and and he really he wasn't even short touch. Yeah, like the guy hasn't been really hit hit in probably six months. Yes. So he's a hundred percent. Absolutely. And that's that's scary. But do you think it's cowardly of Wardum? I mean, obviously, if you look at it, you know, being the title holder, yes, it's smart, you know, to play it safe. But a lot of people now are kind of attacking him on social media, Stipe and his manager included. On Twitter, have you read their beef, quote-unquote? Stipe had some funny stuff to say. I mean, after, I guess, he was called a firefighter, he said, you know, I can't wait, you know, keep my belt nice and... Nice and close to you, because then I'll let you ride in the fire truck. Yeah, after Memorial I Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, I would love that, because Memorial Day weekend cards are here in Vegas. Yes. So it's always nice to go to fights, and uh, it's cool to see that the back and forth is there. Because for as good as a fight as Verdum and Kane could have been, and, and, you know, the first one didn't live up to it because of altitude, supposedly, but this rematch is supposed to be really good, they don't sell the fight. They don't talk. They don't talk trash. They don't go back and forth. That's true. You can sell this. You can sell Verdum versus Steve A. The trash talk is Now there. it's there. And, now. and especially, you know, I'll, I'll never forget, um, and I'm sure you were at the fight where Steve A knocked out um, Andre, where he went, like, berserk, you yeah. know, in the ring, and he's like, I, I want, yeah, I want my shot. Like, now he's ready, he's amped, he's pumped, and he's being more outspoken about this. But my question is, okay, say, you know, Wardoom really is injured, uh, which, you know, he the claims are he is, and Velasquez is injured. When they're both healed, is Verdum going to fight Kane again, or will he be fighting Stipe? I I think Kane has lost his shot, and that's just because when the rematch was, you know, given to Kane, there was no clear number one contender. Now there is, and Kane is such an injury risk. You can be an injury risk when you're the champion. 
So they gave him that leeway, that rope, to get injured and back out of a fight late notice. Yeah. He did it the first Mexico card. And then, finally, they're like, Verdum has to be the interim yes. champion. And they kept giving Kane chances, and he was getting injured. Now he's not the champion. You run out of those chances when you're not the champion. Now, when you come back, you can be healthy. Take a warm-up fight. Let That's them, you true. know, re-sign, um, uh, what's his face, with the crazy muscles. Oh, um, are you? Oh my gosh, are you talking? Thai guy. He's a free agent. I'll think of it Free a agent, Pride. Um, yeah, um, I don't know why I've forgot his name. I just points, but I have yes, his yes. face Yes, yes. He dated in the my... cage chick. He, he dated uh, Ariadne. That's it's a horrible description of him. Oh, but um, I know who you're yeah, talking about. I, I'm literally going to Google Ariadne Celeste boyfriend, and I'm sure he'll come up. Which boyfriend? Uh... Big one. Oh, yeah. But I know who you're yes. talking about. But Kane will have to fight someone. Someone like that. Um, I, I don't know if we want to see him versus JDS again, because JDS got wrecked. JDS has not looked the same in a very long time. I'm a bit disappointed. Yeah, I don't know. He hit that wall quick. Literally, and he never got back up. Yeah. He, he may be done. Um, he used to be it. one of my favorite heavyweights to watch, though. Alistair Overeem. There you go. Overeem. Yes. Oh, so, they dated? Yeah, for a second. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> she's dated a lot of people. Oh. That's, that's a whole different subject. That's for the <laughs> after hours Yeah. So. Uh, Overeem um, versus Kane, I think, would be a great fight. Overeem's trying to prove that he deserves a title shot. Kane is often injured. Kane, come back, prove that you can stay healthy, fight Overeem. If you can't fight Overeem, cool, we can replace you. It's as simple as that, but... He so has to replace him in title fights just doesn't make sense. Anymore. Has Overeem re-signed yet? He has not re-signed yet. I don't think they've uh, re-signed any of that, like, crop yet. It's uh, him, um, a, a couple other fighters that they're waiting to get in. I think Overeem's top priority, though. Oh, absolutely. But I wonder how Overeem feels, you know, knowing that, okay, he's going to have to wait in line behind Stipe. And, and then let's not forget Barnett and you know, Ben Rothwell this weekend, and uh, we'll be able to see how they do. Yeah. And there's quite a few, even in 196, uh, Jared Rochal, you yeah. know, he's fighting. So, so many heavyweights are hungry, and it, uh, that top ten is kind of like... I don't think Overeem signs without a guarantee that he's going to get the next shot. I yes. think that's his leverage. Um, <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure he's going to be like, okay, cool, give me the shot, I'll come back, uh... He might sign, they might announce it, you know, for that Memorial Day card, and maybe he fights again in September. Um, this is the first time, and, you know, knock on wood, Verdum's health is okay, but this really? is the first time when the heavyweight division isn't logjammed because of Kane's injuries. We can see three heavyweight well, title fights but, this year. But, yeah, that's true, but I'm just, like, then why did... Verdun, why didn't he just take the fight with Stipe when, if you really think about it, I mean, Stipe, he would have, what, like, less than two weeks to train, so he's kind of on the same boat, but Verdun kind of has the advantage because Stipe, he just fought, so if anything, he's more relaxed. He's like, okay, I, I just won, but, you know, let me relax, whereas Verdun has been training for a championship fight. I think... One thing champions now have to have in their head, and I, I think we've seen this, and this is the precedent. If you're a champion and you go late into the rounds and you get beat, 
you can get an immediate rematch. I, I think that's the precedent. If you're a champion and you get knocked out, you don't get your rematch. You get passed up. So I think unless it's Ronda, 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 and she got passed because now Misha, Holly that's Misha, true. Uh, you know Aldo's going to get passed. He got knocked out. But you you look at other champions, you go, you lose a decision or something like that, you can get a rematch. Weidman even at least went into the fourth. He can possibly get a rematch, and he was going. He got stopped, so he was going to get passed until, you know, everything yeah. kind of went crazy. Um, so I, I think Verdum is smart. He looked back, and he said, Kane's not going to knock me out. If I lose, it'll be a tough fight. We'll go. I've got a rematch. Stipe, healthy, who just came off of, you know, taking someone's face off in Arlovsky, if he gets knocked out by him, he can get jumped. Kane will get healthy. So now it's Kane versus Stipe. And you don't know when that next title shot is coming. So with someone who has knockout power, I don't think you can risk going in not 100%. Yeah, I mean, it's it's smart for him, and people don't like that. You know, when... Well, because they, they want to see something, you know, exciting. Yeah. And But imagine being someone who uh, bought the tickets in advance or booked their hotel expecting the one V-196. And well, now they get to watch the Super Bowl in Las Vegas the next that's day. So true. that's cool. What, what and, other hey, place Johnny Hendricks, his, his fights are always Definitely. exciting, right? Um, I, I guess we're – I was expecting a heavy Mexican crowd because um, boxing matches who have a Mexican fighter – do really well here. We've seen Canelo. We've seen Marquez. Yes. They have good followings. I expect a heavy Mexican crowd for Kane. Um, I'm surprised we're not seeing another Hispanic fighter kind of step in and, and take that spot. Um, but I get. I, I thought we'd see Anthony Pettis, regardless pay-per-view or not, because at least you give the Hispanic fans I anticipate to be here someone to root for. And to but Anthony just lost. Yeah, but he wants to eat. He feels he can come back right away. I think. But I, been, I haven't uh, been impressed with Anthony for a while. He has no, no Since takedown the defense. Wheaties box. Yes, no takedown defense. Yeah, it got exposed. Um, which is still weird. We talked about this a little bit last week. He has Ben Askren in his gym, probably the, one true. of the best wrestlers in the world for MMA wrestling. Yes. And he can't wrestle. I, I, I don't know what he does every day. Just go against this guy every day. Don't work just on your hands. Don't against, do anything. Just, yeah. just work against this guy every and day. And best. Ben Askren, he's a champion in his promotion. Exactly. It, it's so weird that he doesn't use that resource to, to his maximum capability. So, I mean, Pettis wants to get right back in there. Um, it looks like Khabib is going to fight in May. He's not ready yet. That would have been a good replacement. Another person who wanted to be a replacement, if it was for the title. John Jones. John Jones said he would fight Bones in heavyweight. Jones. If it was for the real title, not interim. But I don't know what's wrong know with the what? interim title. I don't know if you've been following John Jones on Instagram. I have. But he has been looking like he's bulked up a lot. He's huge. I would actually want to see him move up to heavyweight. I thought him and Stipe would be great. They're both coming off a short notice. Yes. Now, Stipe obviously fought a lot more recent than John. But still, they both have the same time to prepare. He doesn't have to cut weight. And that's the key. Because yes. you're not fighting at 205. If right now, a max, he can weigh 245, 250. That's under the heavyweight limit. That's yeah. perfectly fine. Roll out of bed tomorrow and fight. It's that simple. You keep all the muscle mass. This would be the strongest John Jones we've ever seen. It would be a great opportunity. And he didn't want an interim belt. Any belt counts. Wow. And we have some breaking news as well. Wow. 
UFC 196 just, uh, and this is from MMAfighting.com, it will now be UFC Fight Night. Wow. Featured Hendricks and Wonderboy. And uh, Dos Anjos and McGregor will now uh, compete at UFC 196. Incredible. So this makes me very happy because that means we get a May card and a June card yes. this year. Yes. Yes. I thought we were only going to get one. It is nice to get two. That means Vegas will probably have a May card. And probably at the new arena, right? That's a very good question. Um, no, I think they close out the old arena. Even though the new arena will be open. Okay. But I think they want their first fight in the new arena to be 200. Oh, like the nostalgia of it. In so, July. Yeah. So in May, I think they do the last fight, and maybe they do a whole celebration of this is our last fight in the old MGM arena. Wow. And then June, we probably get another one, which is great. Um, in my opinion, I think Dana White's thinking the same thing, but I had to kind of put words in his mouth, that the June card, you can sell as a pay-per-view because he's just going to throw CM Punk on it. Yeah, so CM... He wants to do it before UFC 200. Uh, he thinks that's going to sell with McGregor and whoever else is on it. And uh, I, I think Punk is the perfect person to throw on uh, that June card. Just Punk. Anyone else, you know, let Punk be the co-main, obviously, of the yes. pay-per-view. But throw someone else on there as the main event. Uh, you can throw, you know, Mighty Mouse on there. Yeah, Mighty Mouse. He doesn't sell well, but I he's see, a champion. Yeah, that's true. So that's fine. Throw him on there. And, uh, and that'll be a, a great opportunity for him. And CM Punk's going to sell whatever pay-per-view you throw him on. So throw him on a June card. Put it in Chicago. Put it in his backyard. Pack it. And roll from there. So do you think that CM Punk will be able to sell like a Conor McGregor? I think his first fight. I, I think we saw the same thing. But just even though his opponents... It's an amateur fight on a UFC stage. I've been saying it this whole time. It's so weird to me. I thought CM Punk wanted to be a UFC fighter. <laughs> he does not me want too. to be a UFC fighter. Oh, he does. He wants to fight on the UFC platform because he's fighting amateur fighters. I, I thought at least give him a guy, 15 fights, who've lost four yeah, in a row, somebody you're about true. to cut. Give him a UFC caliber fighter. He's yes. not fighting a UFC caliber fighter. He's fighting another rookie, another amateur. Um, we just had Mike Jackson on last week's show who is uh, fighting Mickey Gall to see who's going to fight CM Punk. And me and Mike are cool and everything, and he'll admit, he'll say it out his own mouth, he's an amateur still. He is, uh, he's had a couple pro fights, but he's not UFC caliber. So he knows what this is. This is kind of like a one-off thing. But sooner or later for CM Punk, he's going to have to fight a UFC caliber person. Or this has just all been a sideshow. And he just wants yes. one fight, he wants to hold his hand up, and then he's going to retire and go talk about babies with AJ Lee. I don't know. <laughs> She's retired, too, right? She has retired. Okay. As well. I know many people from the podcast are sad about that. We had a lot of AJ Lee fans. Really? Was yeah. she a great uh, diva? She was a good diva. People would say great. She was not a great wrestler. But what was... People liked her personality and character. And oh. She's cute. So okay. <laughs> I, I see it. Uh, not the greatest wrestler. She wasn't as bad as the Bellas, though. You know, she was in the Oh, they're not that good. No, they're not very good at all. Um, so, I mean, CM Punk, I think that's what you do. He just wants the platform. They just want the money. Put it in Chicago. Get your money. And then, uh, get your let, money, Let then. that be it. Um, 
Let's talk some boxing, though. Yes. Because... Box, and you were talking about, you know, the... Um, well, obviously, Velazquez and all the Mexican fans, right? Correct. And uh saw a lot of Mexican fans this past weekend. I went and covered... Garcia the Guerrero. Garcia Guerrero fight in L.A. It was fun. I love when they had the early start times. I was out of there by, like, 8.30. Whoa. Yeah, I was just... What time did their start? Oh, uh, 5 o'clock. So, 5 o'clock, and then there was three fights. Wow. Uh, so... Garcia, he, he won. Garcia won. Unanimous. It was, yeah, it was closer than I expected. Guerrero has incredible heart. He's looked the best he's looked in probably three fights. I, I thought he was done. But he came in. He gave uh, Danny a test, especially in those early rounds. He won a couple of those just really handedly. And Garcia's Garcia. He looks mediocre, and he fights up to his competition. He fights down to his competition. Yeah. Um, that's not what stars do, in my opinion. If you have a lesser fighter, you knock him out. If you have someone yeah. equal to you, you, you box and you're able to pull out the fight. But to me, he didn't do that. He didn't heighten his star value, and I don't know how they sell him. There's a couple fighters who have called him out, and I know why. Amir Khan's one of them. Even though he lost to him before by knockout, I think it was in, what, 2012? Yeah, and uh, a lot of people, one, it's a, at a lighter weight. Um, people think Amir Khan looks better and healthier at 147. He's a tall guy. That might be true. Uh, he might have more power. And a lot of people thought Amir Khan was winning the first three rounds of that fight, and then Danny knocks him out in fourth. So I, I can see why Amir Khan wants that. And after seeing Danny Garcia in his last couple fights, no one's scared of him. The guy has a belt now. He has one of Floyd's vacated belts. And you try to pick the weakest champion and say, give me your belt. And that's what Amir Khan is. He's tired of getting passed over. So, but speaking of Amir Khan, though, there's been so much uh, surrounding him in the tabloids with, obviously, you know, he mentioned he wants to fight with Danny Garcia, and then Floyd Mayweather. I, I feel like everybody loves to talk about Floyd, from Conor McGregor <laughs> to Amir Khan. What is going on? You would think the guy is not retired, right? Uh, he, apparently, he he's not. Um, I mean, no one believes it. He did leave it open-ended at the fight when he was interviewed that he, for right now, is retired. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um, but Amir Khan didn't get it when Floyd Mayweather was active. He had, like, three shots at getting the Mayweather fight. He got passed up every time. He's not getting it if it's a come-out-of-retirement fight. So he just let the pipe dream go. Go go find someone else to fight. Kel Brook is British. Amir Khan is British. That's so great. Go get that fight. It, it's yes. weird. Amir Khan's like the, the the mean girl in high school who's not even popular. So, like, you have, like, oh. the popular girls in high school, and then you have that one mean girl who's just mean for no reason and oh, stuck up. Oh, the Amir bully. Khan. Yes. Okay. He's, like, the bully of boxing because he thinks he's above all these other fighters who have belts, but he thinks he's out of their class. And then he thinks he's in Mayweather's class, but Mayweather is the really pretty chick, and he's like, yeah, no. The really pretty. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm really pretty and popular. Stay down there. Get away and from And Mayweather's me. like, yeah, I will uh, go cry with my $300 million that I made <laughs> in one fight. That's always the trump card right there. Mayweather just pulled that out and just throw it on the table. Right? Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll give Amir a couple dollars to wipe his tears with. He needs it. He hasn't know been active i don't know how he's making money uh you know just following floyd around teasing him isn't lucrative in going my to watch warriors games i think he was at one of them recently i don't know amir is taking the press tour he needs to take a fight um he's just lost right now like he doesn't know where he fits in 
And it's the best division in boxing, which is my most com- competitive. Yes, you can find an opponent if you want an opponent. Yes. It's literally that easy. Just, you know, just throw your name in the ring. Al Haven will get you somebody. He has everyone. You can fight Keith Thurman. You can fight Sean Porter. You can fight Kell Brook. You can fight uh, Danny Garcia. The list goes on. You can fight Errol Spence, who's young and hungry for, you know, a top flight fighter. Fight Guerrero. Fight somebody. Anybody. Just fight, and he won't do it. And he's just chasing Floyd. And then he chased uh, uh, Pacquiao this past year. And then now he's going to have a fight again. Wow, but you you just mentioned Sean Porter. He's fighting Keith Thurman in March. Great matchup. It's in Connecticut, which is weird. Yeah. Is the, Connecticut uh, nice in March? I, I, uh, I haven't been to Connecticut since I was like four. All I know is some of my friends are in Connecticut, Bristol, Connecticut, and they're telling me, they're like, Helen, you don't want to be in the East Coast right now. Let me just <laughs> tell you that. They're like swimming in snow. Well, hopefully that clears up by March, but I don't who drives to Connecticut? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't understand the choice in venue. Um, neither of those guys have ties to the area. Keith Thurman's from I mean, Florida. Put yeah, in Florida. but they're probably like, oh, so we have, you know, Florida and we have, where's Porter from? Porter. West Coast, right? Yeah, no, he lives here in Vegas, which is. So uh, it's like, so we have a Vegas local, someone from Florida. Ah, let's just, I choose Connecticut. We're doing it there. Um, I'm assuming Connecticut has no state taxes. Um, That's my assumption because they love doing boxing in states without state tax, which is why Vegas is the hub of combat sports. Florida also has no state tax, and neither does Texas. Both are better venues than that. Go to Texas. Do the Alamo Dome. Canelo loves the Alamo Dome. Go fight down there. What if they're finding a venue that's smaller? Because how, how well do you think this fight will sell? Probably not great, but it has to sell worse in Connecticut. I don't, I don't picture Connecticut. Like, oh, just let, like, hey, let's go on a trip to Connecticut. Let's watch the fights and take a vacation there. I literally know nothing about Connecticut. Like, do it's near New York. Yeah, it's like a little bit up above New York. I know about Yukon. Um, I'm assuming they have great seafood. It's on the great pizza. I'm there if there's good pizza. Yeah, there's, there has to be something. I, I don't know what their just decision making process. Had, and I know they wanted it here in Vegas, March 5th, and then that got thrown out the window, so they had to scramble. Because UFC took the date, they didn't hold it, they're bad. You know, they missed out on it. Um, but now, it's just like you have all these other options, you choose Connecticut, so now you're just counting on your television money. And yes. to get viewers, and to get advertisers, and hopefully people see it that way. But no one wants to see an empty arena. I... I wish I knew what they were thinking. Maybe that, that'll be one of the questions that you and I can ask them. Definitely. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a great fight, though. I mean, the two yes. guys, the matchup itself is incredible. Sean Porter's a great fighter. Sean Porter's a great fighter. He wants to fight. I went back and watched that Kell Brook fight, um, his only loss so far, and that was for the title. And Kell Brook held a lot of that fight. He I don't want to use ran because that's like a negative connotation. People say that about Mayweather all the yes. time. But he used a defensive boxing style. He used the ring. Um, Sean he tried to, him. Yeah, Sean tried to cut him off. He wasn't able to. And Kel Brook landed enough punches to steal some rounds. Did I have him winning? No. But at the same time, you know, Sean didn't do enough to really prove that he won either. So I don't see Keith Thurman being able to do that. Keith Thurman's not going to run. Um, 
he's shown some better boxing skills lately, but one time is one time for a reason. He wants to knock him out with one punch. And I I think they're going to stand in front of each other and just slug it out. Um, A lot of people, you know, pick uh, Thurman because they saw Porter get knocked down in his last fight late um, by Broner. And Broner's not known for his power. But that was just a quick punch. Everyone gets caught. That's true. You don't know what can drop you. He still won that fight. Alton got caught. <laughs> caught early and uh, and quick. He's still crying about that, by the way. Yeah, you know, he, he wants a again. rematch. Yeah, he's not gonna yeah. fight again until he gets it. Wow, are they gonna make that happen? I don't know. I think Frankie Edgar de- deserves oh, yeah. his shot. No, definitely. Um, I guess after Frankie, there's really no one left. Maybe Aldo can fight again. It's such a weird division. Um, I'm glad Connor moved up. He has a lot more competition, and he looks healthier. Right? Everyone's just bigger. getting bigger. Yeah, I'm like... In all sports, boxing, MMA, like, wrestling, everyone's just getting bigger. I don't know what's going on. And, you know, I'm not saying steroids, people, but uh, they just look healthier. They're fighting in their right weight class. Uh, There's better nutritionists. I just saw a big Rick talk about nutritionists. Um, Yeah, is he still working with Mike Dolce? No, he got a different one, not Dolce this time. Um, Because he didn't make weight against Tyrone Woodley. Yep. And I really wanted to see that fight. Yeah, Woodley doesn't want to fight until he has a title shot. No one wants to fight until they have a title it's shot. It's so weird. Um, and in boxing, you say the same thing. I interviewed Sean Porter at the announcement event before Guerrero Garcia, and he said the same thing. He said this is one of the best camps that he's had in his life. His last two fights, even though you know they've been marketed at 147, there were catch weights at 144. So the three pounds makes a world of a difference. His health, how he's able to eat, how he's yes. able to manage his weight. And we're seeing smarter smarter fighters when it comes to that. Oh, absolutely, yes. And uh, hopefully, you know, it limits the injuries, it limits the concussions. Yes, and, and that's one of the goals. And uh, also, you know, UFC, they're going to open their new headquarters here. Yes, and one of their goals, the ground breaking, right? Yes, you too, right? I was not there that oh, day. Oh, I, I, I what was, I was doing that day. Hey, there's... There's a lot of fights and events happening here. Let's just put it that way. But, uh, yeah, one of, I remember, you know, them announcing and, and stating that they their mission is to make sure these fighters are healthy, you know. And uh, so hopefully we'll, we won't see any more, oh, Velasquez injured, you know, two weeks before the fight. All oh, the Rodham's yeah. injured now, you know, so... Uh, we want to see more fights and uh, good matchups and fighters making weight, of course. Why do you think that boxing has less injuries than MMA? Like, leading up to That fights, is a great question. I have, like, my theory, and we've talked about it on the podcast with a couple of people who've come in and different guests. Uh, just want to know kind of, like, your thoughts on it. Cause, uh, that is a great question. Uh, maybe, well, obviously it has something to do with their camp training camp sparring yeah uh, i've seen i remember when i was interviewing you know a couple fighters uh during their training camps and like i'll go in there and they would tell me they'll be like oh my gosh you know i hurt my wrist or um i like you see them with a black eye and i just feel like maybe it has to do with their training no definitely um my theory of it is is that you have all these world-class fighters in boxing and MMA, but MMA people are world-class at different things. So you put like a jujitsu guy in the same training session as one of the best strikers in the world. 
he shouldn't be striking against the best striker. He takes a, con- you know, get hit in the head, gets That's a concussion. That's true. And vice versa. You put one of the best strikers in the world against, you know, one of the best jiu-jitsu practitioners in the world, and they, you know, tear his ACL or something. Yes. Or rip his leg off. The guy's not a world-class yeah. jiu-jitsu guy. So uh, it's kind of like when people train in those big gyms and try to train all disciplines, and they're going against someone else who's top flight, you know, it, it leads to injuries. If you don't, I don't want to say they don't know what they're doing, but it's different levels. Oh, definitely. And and I uh, agree with what you're saying. That also where it's like, you know, boxing, it's boxing. But when it comes to MMA, you know, it's like there are some guys, what, they're good at kickboxing, Muay Thai, Judo, Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling. There's so many different elements of it that, you know, it. It's not surprising that they're more prone to getting injured quicker. Exactly. Um, Now that we've run through all the stuff that we had to run through, for everyone listening to the podcast, we're actually having a special wrestling episode later this week, so we don't talk wrestling today. Oh, pro wrestling. Yes, even though we're talking off air and you love pro wrestling. Yes, I do. I want to talk a little bit more about you and just let people know about you. Okay. um, (laughs) Let's start with pro wrestling. You loved pro wrestling growing up and you were a fan of it yes i'm trying to recruit you back to pro wrestling oh um, yes i i probably will maybe this weekend you know if we go check out some matches but um so for the listeners yeah my name is helen Yi. uh i have a radio show eyes on the game it's on nbc sports am 9 20 monday nights at 10 p.m but growing up i was a big wrestling fan uh, i was actually a swimmer two-time state champion. Wow. Uh, Did you grow up out here? Yep. Born and raised in Las Vegas. Sierra Vista High School, class of 09. Are you... You're not Vegas local. I went to high school in Vegas. Rancho High School, class of 06. My brother went to Rancho, too. Really? He was class of 01. Wow. This is crazy. And and my sister-in-law was class of 02. Nice. Yeah, I got there in 03. Oh, that is so Uh, awesome. Yeah, wow. But Sierra Vista, cool. Yeah, Sierra Vista. Yes, go Mountain Lions. (laughs) So I I was, you know, state champion there uh, in 08, my junior year. Um, I was a swimmer growing up. Almost qualified for the Olympic trials when I was 14 years old. Wow. But um, due to my parents and uh, they wanted me to focus on academics, they, you know, I kind of gave swimming up let's just put it that way but my passion was always athletics and sports watching sports with my dad I got into pro wrestling with my younger brother who's five years younger than me and we would watch religiously I mean I'm talking (laughs) Monday Night Raw Tuesday ECW Thursday you know um TNA Friday Smackdown and then the hour rerun of Raw on the weekends and I I was like staying up late for all that on the days it wasn't on that's how I fell you know in love and fell into the combat sports you know MMA the boxing because I I needed that fix See, now we got to get you back into it because it goes Monday Night Raw, and then you have Tuesdays, Lucha Underground on El Rey, then Wednesday, we have NXT on the WWE Network, then Thursday, SmackDown, Friday, TNA, the weekends are yours, and then Sunday, So they covered it all now. Yep, it's back. 
It, it's Every, back, and it seems better right. than ever. It really is. And right. John Cena's not winning all the time. Yes, that's the best part. Uh, Super Cena's kind of being shoved out of his picture. And Daniel Bryan, right? He got injured. Yeah. yeah, what happened with his injury? Um, oh, concussion. Okay. They won't clear him. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my god. Got gosh. cleared by, like, an independent doctor, but not the WWE's guy. They don't want a lawsuit. So. Yeah, but who uh, was the one, who was he fighting? Good question. It was like after WrestleMania, they didn't even pinpoint like the exact point in which this happened. He just came to like uh, a Monday Night Raw show and was like, "Oh, I have another concussion. Let me give up my belt." Wow. So uh, he might be forced to retire. But you know, we see guys cross over like CM Punk and Brock Lesnar go back and forth. And yeah, Brock. Maybe CM Punk might come back. Um, a lot of his friends are now in the WWE. Coincidentally. Did um, you? But speaking of Brock, did you like him better in UFC or WWE? I like Brock's personality a lot better in the UFC. I, I thought he was able to talk. You kind of get his character. And uh, he's interesting. He's a heel in himself. Like, he doesn't need the script. He doesn't need yeah. Paul Heyman. No, you um, just need to see him, and you're like, oh. Yeah. He was good at talking. Um, in the WWE, they just want him to be a monster. You know, be That's seen, true. not heard. They have Paul Heyman be his mouthpiece. And uh, he does his work, and he goes home. He was, he was way better in the UFC, in my opinion, because it was real. And he's really taking And he that was off. good. Yeah, I mean, you know, before uh, the his injury, injury yeah, and the illness and everything, uh, I, I love that. And hopefully we see more people go from wrestling to... Uh, and crossover. Yeah, and crossover to MMA. I just did an article yesterday. It could be today. I get my days mixed up. Who knows nowadays. I but, know, um, it's like Wednesday. <laughs> it was Kurt Angle. He's Kurt 47. Angle. He's getting done with TNA. At this 47. Is, at 47. His contract's about to be over. He's coming off a bad injury, neck injury, but he's getting healthy. So he's finishing up that contract, and he's announcing for Bellator now. And they asked him about taking a one-off fight in Bellator, because Shamrock, he'll be on the announce team for Shamrock versus wow. uh, Hoist yeah, coming up. Hoist. And then and Kimbo's Kimbo fighting Dada, Dada 5,000. Yeah, d- don't get a start. <laughs> start on that um, Dada, who, is that his real name? Yeah, like it's some Miami-based yeah? backyard YouTube brawl. It, oh, it's weird. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll have to YouTube that. Yes, uh, there's actually a very good documentary on it on Netflix. Netflix uh, amazing. On them too? Or uh, Dada, Dada? 5,000. And like where Kimbo left off and he picked it up and ran like backyard fights. Very good. Okay. Um, but, so, they asked Kurt Angle, like, would you be able to do to one fight. of those? And he said, yeah, if it's against, like, someone older, wow. he'd be up to do it. Like, Kimbo or Shamrock would be great. Like, those are the two people he would love to fight. I would love to see that. I would, oh, me I too. Kurt Angle, 20 years ago, coming out of the Olympics, if MMA was as prominent as it is yes. now, he would have been in the UFC. He oh, absolutely. Fighting, you know, he was actually one of my favorites. I think Great. at one Athletic, point... talented. Yeah, I was... Um, no, I didn't buy his book. But, I mean, I, I bought a lot of pro wrestlers' books. But, um, yeah, he was definitely one of my favorites. And uh, even in TNA, I was very excited to see him, you know, out there. and. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's weird because he's a great wrestler. He's going to be a Hall of Fame wrestler. He's yes. had an amazing pro wrestling career. But I think he could have been a champion in the UFC. Like, if it was as prominent, he was one of those guys probably that the WWE isn't going to get again. It's going to be hard That's for him to true. get Olympians just right off the street because go use your Olympic wrestling and go test, you know, MMA. 
and I think we're going to see that more and uh, less of the WWE angle because it's another avenue. It's actual competition. You can get yes. to fight and make good money now. So um, I think we're going to see that change. But Kurt Angle would have been great uh, doing that, kind of like both sports. You've covered a lot of events, though. I mean, I've seen you everywhere. What's your favorite event so far that you've covered or been to? Um, I It's hard to answer that. I've had quite a few. I mean, I love sports like die hard. I mean, since I was nine years old, watching, you know, with my dad on the couch, watching basketball, even baseball, I remember it, I'd be like in fifth grade and I wouldn't do my homework. Well, I, I would eventually do it, you know, after the games would end. Telling on yourself. But... <laughs> But, hey, I was so a straight-A student. But my dad, he would let me, you know, only watch sports, nothing else. Like, if I wanted to watch SpongeBob or whatnot, he'd be like, hey, you have to go to bed now. But if it was sports, I could watch the whole game with him. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. So I remember, you know, Allen Iverson, like, when the Sixers and, and everything. Um, and it was. So now covering, being able to cover the events, I just, I love it all. Uh, but one of the most amazing experiences is probably uh, covering a Laker game at the Staples Center. Wow. And you can't beat that crowd and how much history is in that arena. And um, I, I'll never forget, because I had to write an article for it as well, um, just how electric everybody was and how much they love their team even though the lakers haven't done well yeah, at all you know <laughs> but but they just they still love them they still support them and you know obviously seeing kobe bryant and it was it's just like you know something you always wanted to see since you were young and and i'm sure you too right definitely um I've still never seen Kobe play, uh, which is weird. Um, I've covered other stuff in the Staples, never been there to cover a Lakers game. But I did cover the NBA Finals last year, and I got to see LeBron wow. play and practice and uh, Steph Curry. So I've seen, like, this next generation of superstars Curry. play. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, I watched Steph Curry at the practices last year before the Finals, and I was just in awe. Because no one should do that. He's like a real-life video game. He really is. But yet he's built like, you know, no superhuman. No. It's just all work ethic. It, it's crazy how he just practiced and practiced and practiced. And you can see that every day. He still practices all Absolutely. the time. There was not a downtime in his practice. Every minute, every second was planned. He had to have shot at least 700 shots in one practice. Oh, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Maybe close to a thousand. But um, what would, what's your favorite event that you've ever covered or your most memorable? Wow, we're letting the fans get get to know me more. Um, Most memorable, I guess. I mean, I haven't been covering events for as long as other people, which is, you know. How long crazy. have you been covering it? Three years, a little okay. over three years. Okay. Since my first event. Um, been writing for longer, but... Covering events. Yeah, me too. I started off as a writer. Yeah, uh, covered events for three, a little over three years now. My first event still probably sticks in my head. And I've covered a lot. People are probably like, what? You know, you got to see UFC 189. You saw, you know, the yes. Anderson Silva break his leg and all this stuff. Those were great. Um, finals was great. But my favorite event is still Pacquiao Marquez. What is that, four? Um, that was my first event ever. Went and... I thought 
Pacquiao was going to win and knock him out. And when Marquez landed that punch, oh, is, is that where those memes and the memes started and the roar from the Mexican crowd and the pride and just them going crazy? It took me and probably like 45 minutes to an hour to get from where I was sitting with the press to the press room. Because wow. every five seconds, the entire Mexican crowd will stop and go, ole, ole, ole. Oh, that, that's what the Marquez, Irish crowd did. Market. Like, and they go crazy, and they had their flags, and it was like Rey Mysterio, Luchador mask. Whoa, Rey yeah. Mysterio, they, they had, 619. I'm telling you, they had Rey Mysterio mask. They had wrestlers from, like, old school WCW mask on. Like, wow. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. They all had different Lucha Libre masks, all Mexican colors. They wore, like, outfits that were all Mexican out, and they were going crazy crazy and i just remember that atmosphere and it being my first event that i've covered it was just like wow like this is what it's like yes i was like oh yeah. i love this job i i know fights are amazing you know even like the ufc crowd's incredible like the Irish McGregor, out from Mendes, McGregor. yeah they did that too it, it took me a long time too to get to the arena to even the parking lot yes the mgm is poorly built uh, it's so yeah, hard they, to get they make you around. walk. Yeah, <laughs> and through fans. Um, man, yeah, so before we get out of here, though, let everyone know where to find your show again, all your social media and everything like that. Yes, um, my show, Ice on the Game, is on NBC Sports AM 920 on Monday nights from 10 to 11 p.m. Um, you can follow me on my social media at Helen, H-E-L-E-N-E-Y-E-E, Sports. And that's for all of it, and I will update you guys more on there. Thank you for joining us today, Helen. Once again, especially, I called you, like, super late notice. Thank you for clearing your schedule. Absolutely. And, like, uh, coming to talk with us. And, and, and hey, Andreas, he tweeted me something yesterday to hold it down for him, so I hope he's proud. I'm telling <laughs> you, we need to kick him off of here. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, though. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. The pleasure is definitely all mine. The listeners are going to love you, I'm sure as they listen to this uh all you guys know where to follow us it's the corner lsn on all social media you know where to follow me at kel dansby on every platform and then stay tuned like i said we're gonna have an entire wrestling show because there was so much wrestling last weekend i'll have a special guest for that one as well so stay tuned for that later in the week andreas will be back next week we're trying to book a really cool guest as well for next week just to keep you guys entertained until then we're out
Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. reported three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.